Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, you are listening to the podcast version of this week's One Life Left radio show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. Found that pretty difficult, Steve. I don't know why. I have so many, I have days sometimes where I just don't know how to speak, which is difficult when you're yeah, doing I a find radio it, show. I find it quite hard work today. Well, it was hard, well. wasn't it? I, is it the hay fever? I've, I haven't had a lot of sleep. Um, but uh, yeah, I fear. I fear that the, the editing cursor will be wielded a few times during I, I tell you what, my so edit. If you are editing... Um, I'm going to. Well, <laughs> I did wonder why when we got to 58 minutes, you were like, keep going. Chat some more. Maybe another 10, 15 minutes. Just see what's happening. Yeah. Um, uh, if you are editing, like try and... Yeah. Like, uh, like, because on two occasions, midway through that, my cat, who you can see in the background, uh, puked. I don't know if you heard that. I did. I, do you know? I thought it was your daughter up. <laughs> very, very similar noises. Uh, no, it was my cat. Uh, so, puking. yeah, they uh, retired to a corner of the ring, uh, and then they hacked up something. And I can't see what's in that corner yet, but that's going to be a pleasant surprise for me after I, uh, after I say, say goodbye to you. Do you think this was reflective of any sort of parts of the show they disliked? <laughs> they were just the... fixing me with a look as they did this. <laughs> what are you I'm gonna thinking? I'm going to go listen to Giant Bomb now. <laughs> saying. This, is a, <laughs> this isn't a patch on the Stockport County Supporters podcast. I guess, I guess. Uh, um, yeah. I, I saw somebody uh, query why we have podcast issues. I saw them query on the Discord. Um, the reason that they exist is to give listeners who might want to enjoy the radio show and the podcast something uh, something to listen to. A little bonus. To listen to. Yeah, a little, little and, extra. And sometimes the idea of cats puking uh, <laughs> just doesn't make good radio, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. doesn't. We get in trouble if by our resonance taskmasters. They'd be like, look, we're a serious radio station. You can't... <laughs> You can do all of the other stuff you do, but we draw the line at cats puking. Uh, but yeah, it gives us there's a little bit more freedom in this intro. Little bit of space to relax. We could undo sure. the button on our trousers. <laughs> just, just like, have, uh, have you got anybody that you want to uh, slander right today? now? Yes. Well, we could talk about the person who unfriended me on Facebook this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's enough. I think that's enough. <laughs> because you, they'll know, won't they? They will know. They <laughs> will know that you know that you didn't make the cut. And funnily <laughs> enough, I was chatting with this person on Facebook uh, about... Well, they were saying, should they unfriend you? Okay. And I right. was like, well, you know, I have to keep him there for professional reasons. I'm he, muddying the water here, Steve, actually, because <laughs> to, so that that person who has unfriended you thinks that we're not talking about them. Mm. I don't think I'm a fa- fa- Facebook pers- friend with this person. Well, you wouldn't be anymore if you were in the first place. Oh, Steve, I'm going to go and add him now and see <laughs> if he's going to be there this time next week. Why do you think you were unfriended? Well, you know, I wondered that myself. I initially... I assumed, Simon, because when I get these notifications, which I don't want these notifications, but I installed a plugin which uh, which orders the Facebook feed in chronological order, which is very useful because it means you don't have to right. see things twice. And the product of that is uh, is that it tells you when you've been unfriended, and you yeah. can you can switch that off, but I haven't. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so when I do, obviously I go and look to see what's happened, 
And yeah. usually what has happened is that person has deleted their account, right? But imagine imagine my surprise. <laughs> imagine my surprise when I found out this person hasn't hasn't removed their account and and indeed their account is open, so I was able to see their most recent post, which was, and I paraphrase, something along the lines of just getting rid of a bit of the dead wood. Let me tell you, Steve, that that me and this person have four mutual friends. Really? Who have who survived the cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could read out one out a week until this person is sure that we're talking about them. <laughs> so, for those of you those of you who are wondering why we do podcast intros. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I guess the, I guess the advantage of doing it as an intro is that this person might have just started their run, mm. and that is now you know. So when they stop and and realise what they've done, mm-hmm. they can probably stop and add you back in. We'll see whether I accept, won't we? <laughs> okay. It's exactly the thing. It's the thing we were talking about at the start of the episode, right? Where if they add me back, then much like that business partner I was talking to who rejected me. I get a chance to make everything right. So let's see. <laughs> let's see. Okay, if you're a listener, you've got access to Steve on Facebook. Can you add him? And see, see what happens. Or subtract. Okay. <laughs> subtract exactly. If you want to, <laughs> you want to feature in the in, in the intro next week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Please do keep the letters etc. coming, uh, and we'll be back. We think next week. Uh, until then, here's the show. Goodbye. He means hello. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? I'm all right, Steve. I'm suffering a lot this week on with hay fever. Do you do you get hay fever? No, but I have seen a lot of pollen around. <sighs> you see pollen, do you? I do. It's my special <laughs> special uh, skill. I. Uh, I should really have chosen something more useful. No, Indeed. I was at the I was at the cricket the other day, and as the sun set uh, mm. behind the behind the I can't remember what the stand's called, what used to be the ACS stand at the Oval, uh, and the sun sort of filtered through. I saw loads of bits in the air, and I was like, "What's oh. that?" And my friend said, "It's pollen." Right? Yeah, I've been um, I've been waking up crying, and and not <laughs> not for the usual reasons. No, I was going to say that's that's not. <laughs> It's not unusual. I get that a lot as well. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you do yeah. it? Do you, do you take anything for it? I do. I take uh, at the moment Boots' own brand hay fever tablets. I'm mm. thinking about slipping a little extra half in before I go to sleep. <laughs> Don't know. What do you think? First one's free. Glass of whiskey. Um, just dissolve it. Oh yes. Now you're talking. Uh, I, by the way, we- that's not medical advice. Don't do that. Anyone who's listening, I don't know. That might kill you. Don't do it. Thank Are you, you not Dr. Stee? I'm not a doctor. I am not a lawyer or a doctor or anything of any use. I'm a game designer and I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. I had a, a really nice time at the cricket the other night. Uh, it was the first 2020 match of the season, so that was good. Um, been doing some game design this week. That's been fun. And lots of meetings, lots of meetings. But um, yeah, it's been it's been an all right week. I feel feel okay. I've been looking after my daughter on my own today as well. What? Where is the mother? She's off. Uh, she's off looking after her sister. So I think that's fair enough. But even so, this feels like a test. Honestly, received a couple of text messages saying how are things going, and also she's monitoring. Um, she's so we have a thing where the photos that go from my go up automatically upload to the cloud that are recognized as our daughter go into her account as well so okay. she sees yep. those and i had a text 
that you know we've been out to the playground. Uh, Alice had done some climbing, and a text that just said she's climbing or something, and I was like, that's stalking, and that shows a lack of trust, in my opinion. Indeed, indeed. Uh, ben Maxwell, uh, formerly of Edge, uh, now at Network N. He had a photo project uh, a few years ago when his son was younger where he would mock up photos of him in peril. Uh, and they were very funny and I wondered if you could have done that whilst uh, the mother was <laughs> was stalking you. Did you have to send any texts to the mother? Uh, I did not have to send any texts, but obviously when I knew I was being watched, I then okay. upped, my, upped my game. Um, we did, uh, we did, we prepared dinner together. Uh, and I thought of giving her a very sharp knife and taking a quick photo <laughs> of that, <laughs> but I didn't do it because of the obvious implications that a joke, a joke that is definitely worthwhile, might not be worthwhile if you end up in A and E. So uh, instead, I just sent a very uh, you know safe photo of us eating, and then was like, everything's fine, everything's fine, and everything has been fine, and we've played several video games today. <laughs> Have you? Mm. And I've played several this week on my own as well, so a lot to talk about later in the show. Good stuff. Uh, I've been playing mainly one video game. Is it V Rising? I have played V Rising, Steve. Everyone's playing V Rising. That's why I played V Rising. Okay, so it is V Rising. Uh, probably not the one I'm going to talk long okay. uh, uh, about, although uh, you've heard me talk enough about the one I'm going to talk about, so yay. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Looking forward well. to it. Good. Um, we have at least one letter this week. I think we might have a couple. Uh, so that's good. We'll have a letter section later in the show. We have uh, reviews, obviously, coming up. And we have news. I, I haven't looked at any news, but you, uh, presumably, you've been kicking around in your shed for a few minutes because you had to wait for me to join you because uh, I was putting my daughter to bed this evening. I'd already uh, earmarked. I turned the turned the page on the internet down on the news stories I thought were uh, of most interesting this week. Steve did that earlier, just before the playoff final. Did you watch the playoff final? I did watch the playoff final. Um, only, yeah, obviously QPR's interest in the playoff final uh, ended uh, February when we uh, began our run, which had that been throughout the whole season would have seen us relegated. But <laughs> no, <laughs> we went from being. Second or third in the league to a very firmly mid-table. So uh, no actual interest in the playoff final. All I did want to see were um, upset football fans. And I wanted um, some upset to happen dramatically, but it didn't. Mm. So uh, pretty disappointing from the uh, things that I was after. I was obviously watching the National League playoffs with interest yesterday. Uh, Wrexham were playing. um, Who... Wrexham sent uh, a tweet, or, or rather, Wrexham were, were talking about how they were coming for Stockport. Uh, Wrexham, owned by Ryan Reynolds these days, the people's favourites. But unfortunately, Wrexham lost in traumatic circumstances yesterday, <laughs> by four, um, and uh, not helped by uh, someone, a Stockport County flan- fan, f- paying to have a plane flown over where Wrexham were playing, saying SCFC. Champions, cheers, thank you. I see. Was there a follow-up tweet from Wrexham saying, we're coming for you, just might take a little bit longer? <laughs> no, but you can imagine what the responses were. Uh, responses. I listened, Simon, I listened to a podcast this week. Uh, I listened to the uh, Stockport County Supporters podcast, uh, The Scarf Bagara War, um, which is excellent. Um, I'm thinking of applying for a job on that podcast. Okay. Playing FIFA for them. Uh, oh, nice. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was listening to their uh, their podcast, which was with their social, their social uh, with Stockport's social media person. It's very interesting to hear about that stuff from from the inside and how you have to be quite restrained and professional, but walk that line all the time uh, of um, of not being extremely poorly behaved. Although I did like his story that the night of uh, Stockport winning. The uh, the title, he got a bit drunk at the celebrations, and on the uh, went across to the Wrexham Facebook group, and asked if anyone knew where the League Two Facebook group was, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is uh, yeah. Anyway, we are a video game podcast. 
uh, a radio show, first and foremost, podcast second. Uh, and we've been doing this for ages, as you can tell, which is why we're a little bit relaxed about talking about video games. We know that's barely why you're here at this point, uh, but we will talk about them. We'll talk about them right now. Let's do it. All right. This is the news. <laughs> so wait, did you put the jingle in before that or after that? Who knows? You have to listen. You have to listen to find out, Steve. I can't wait. I can't mm. wait. All right. Uh, what's news story number one, Simon? From VideoGamesChronicle.com, uh, written by Chris Scullion. The head of Marvel Games has revealed how Xbox turned down an opportunity to make licensed games shortly before Sony made a deal to make Spider-Man on PS4. In an excerpt from Stephen L. Kent's 2021 book, The Ultimate History of Video Games, Volume 2, as spotted on Resetera, Executive Vice President and Head of Marvel Games, Jay Ong, explains how the company cut its earlier deal with Activist and Short in search of a better partnership. According to Ong, Marvel Games wasn't happy with the quality of Spider-Man games being published by Activision, and the two companies mutually agreed to terminate their licensing deal early. Ong said that when the deal was made to walk away, Activision asked... What are you going to do with this IP after you get it back? To which Ong replied, I'm going to find a better home for it. According to Ong, Activision's reply was, Good luck finding your unicorn! Ong said Marvel Games then went to both Xbox and PlayStation to see if either of them would be interested in forming an exclusive partnership, asking them, We don't have any big console deals with anyone right now. What would you like to do? Microsoft's strategy, Ong recalls, was to focus on its own IP, and as such, it decided to pass on the offer. Sony, however, was more receptive sat down with these two execs from PlayStation, third-party Adam Boys and John Drake, in August 2014, in a conference room in Burbank, Ong said. I said, we have a dream that this is possible, that we could beat Arkham and have one game at least, and maybe multiple games that could drive adoption of your platform. Sony reportedly responded by offering to make AAA PlayStation-exclusive Spider-Man game and handed the project to Insomniac, which was independent at the time. There you go, Steve, and a glimpse into an alternate history. Slightly longer, I realised, actually. Uh, was less of a news story, more of an essay. Um, but, uh, yeah, do you think um, whoever it was at Microsoft has been secretly fuming at the spider, at the excellent Spider-Man games on PlayStation and wishing that they'd uh, taken a different decision? Mm, I imagine, <laughs> given how good Microsoft are at buying everything up uh, and spending money, throwing money up, making their games division a success i'm very very surprised they didn't go for something like this um and yeah that that uh that game has changed well i guess in a similar way to the way uh marvel's modern day treatment of their movie ip has changed the game for superhero movies so spider-man changed the game for at least the marvel superhero games as well didn't it um like people anticipate that franchise now very much so. I'm looking forward to the next one for sure. Uh, interesting the sort of negotiating stance that uh, Marvel took, where they say, we don't have any big console deals with anyone right now. What would you like to do? Mm. Um, do you think you could play poker with that particular exec? <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a three. What should we do there? Um, so, yeah, it could have been a very different world. I know someone who turned down the Guitar Hero series of games. Oh, what? Yeah. Um, he's doing all right for himself now, I have to say, but there were a few uh, a few years where um, he wasn't quite as prosperous. But, um, yeah, I imagine when you see something that you could have had. Mm. I, I suspect as a... As a game designer who's had plenty of video games turned down in the past, that's always the dream, mm. is to be able to go go up to people and say, yeah, look at what you could have had. In fact, that sort of happened to me quite recently, in the, um, or at least <laughs> something similar has happened to me quite recently, in that I was pitching something rejected by someone. Uh, and then subsequently had that thing taken up by the group that we really wanted. Um, 
uh, instead. And I really wanted to be able to go back to the first people and reject them in retrospect. <laughs> like, and say, it, it wouldn't have mattered if you'd said yes, because we've had a better offer. But you can't do that because they'll be like, yeah, but we didn't say yes. <laughs> we said no because we don't want you. I'm like, well, you should do. Exactly. If they yeah. do. Um, <laughs> they do. I, <laughs> I, um, uh, I, I have an example of things happening the other way when um, I heard that uh, after the, uh, the the initial success of Human Fall Flat, I heard one other publisher bragging about how they'd turned it down uh, because they felt it was too close to Gang Beasts uh, <laughs> and that they were friends with the Gang Beasts uh, studio. Um, I spoke to uh, Thomas, who makes Human Fall Flat, and um, he said <laughs> they, they were never they were never in the running to sign it. So, so wait, they were they were t- they were saying they. Made the, an the, error. The, 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 they were trying to bring themselves closer to the heat by admitting by an effort that the, never happened. Well, saying that they turned it down out of principle. Oh, I see. Principles, what? Steve. <laughs> that is so honourable, isn't it? From someone telling a lie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Uh, next story uh, from VideoGamesChronicle.com. Tom Ivan posted, TikTok is reportedly planning a major push into gaming, beginning in Vietnam. According to four Reuters sources, TikTok has begun testing a number of HTML5 minigames on the video sharing app in the country. And it's claimed TikTok, which is owned by China's ByteDance, plans to roll out gaming more widely in Southeast Asia, perhaps as early as the third quarter of 2022. Whilst Reuters said it wasn't privy to TikTok's plans for gaming in other markets, last November, Zynga soft launched Disco Loco 3D, the first HTML5 title to debut on the platform from an official game studio partner in selected markets ahead of a planned global release. One of Reuters' sources claimed TikTok's gaming ambitions extend beyond the introduction of minigames, while another said that the platform's games are expected to carry advertisements from the start with revenue share between ByteDance and developers. We're always looking at ways to enrich our platform and regularly test new features and integrations to bring value to our community, a TikTok spokesperson told the publication while declining to comment on the company's broader gaming plans. So this is another predominantly video platform almost exclusively video platform uh, moving into gaming in the same way that netflix is doing um i find this a bit strange i mean obviously these people are much uh more intelligent than i am steve but surely the appeal of video platforms is that they're not games i think the appeal of tiktok is that it's <laughs> i don't know what the appeal of of, of tiktok is uh but I imagine the appeal of all of these things is that they are somewhat low-level interactive, right? Now, we know that social media is a game in that we're all pursuing likes. So on the content creator uh, point of view, you know, it, it's exciting whether you get five likes, it's exciting if you get 50, 500, uh, and your standards go up and you're always you know, seeking that high score. And from a user's point of view, I think there is a kind of game element, right, to any of these social feeds where you're just scrolling through trying to find the thing that captures your attention and it's just going bang, 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 bang and eventually you light up some endorphins inside you that makes you feel loved or recognised or that you have a place in the world somehow connected to someone. So it makes sense to me that they want to make that interactivity deeper from that point of view but also from that point of view of just these huge companies that you know, by virtue of what they are, always need to get bigger. And once you have your audience, your TikTok audience, and you see that slow down, it's like, how do we, how do we increase this audience still further? How do we, how do we create more revenue streams? How do we get more people involved? How do we stay a step above, a step ahead of whoever's coming next? Um, Where am I going to learn about my side hustles, though, if I'm being pushed games all the times? <laughs> What about that? It's really easy. What about the top? Here's another website that it feels illegal to know about. But, but what about that? Well, here's what about what how to use pivot tables in in Excel? I. So, do you have a TikTok account, Simon? I do have one, and that's all it shows me. Side hustles. Do, do you do you have uh, a TikTok when, account? Oh, I, I don't post on it. Have you? Ever? No, I haven't. No. Have you? No. Even accidentally. <laughs> Like, I hope the, not. <laughs> don't you like? If you have an account, surely it is. I, I don't have an account, but surely you, you want to understand how it works by posting something. 
Every, literally, everybody else on there is funnier and more attractive and more talented <laughs> than I am. And younger. So set the bar. Like, be the person who allows someone else in by, by just resting at the bottom of this, this pyramid. Sony Interactive Entertainment has claimed that a technical error was to blame for charges made to PlayStation Plus users in Asia who had previously purchased discounted memberships. The company's revamped PlayStation Plus service began rolling out in Asia this week with some unwelcome surprises for many customers. Chief among the complaints levelled at Sony was that users who had previously purchased PlayStation Plus subscriptions... That's easy for you to write, uh, Tom Ivan. Um, at a discounted price, were being charged extra to upgrade to a different service tier, wiping out savings they originally made buying reduced-cost memberships. Sony has been heavily criticised for a lack of communication on the subject since the revamped PlayStation Plus service began rolling out earlier this week. On Wednesday, it publicly acknowledged the problem and, while stopping short of apologising for the issue, it thanked users for their patience while the company addressed it. Due to a technical error, player and Asians who had previously purchased a PlayStation Plus membership at a discount have been incorrectly charged for their upgrade pricing, Sony claimed. This error has been fixed and all impacted players will receive the credit. We thank you for your patience. Um, earlier on Wednesday, an alleged email from Sony's Hong Kong support team was circulated online claiming to show it acknowledged the charges as an official policy. If, if accurate, the email could suggest that SIE has actually walked back on the policy following criticism or that its Hong Kong support team was unaware of the error. It remains to be seen whether Sony will address another complaint with the current upgrade options, which relates to users who stack places plus serve subscriptions before the option was disabled earlier this month. So, yes, not the smoothest rollout, soft launch, whatever you want to call it, of the new PlayStation Plus service and um, seemingly deliberately at odds with what Microsoft did when they uh, introduced their tiered membership where um, you could convert Xbox Gold um or Xbox Live into super, super cheap um, Xbox Game Pass, sorry, just Game Pass Ultimate uh, subscriptions, which, where loads of people got about three years for a pound, mm. um, which I did. Uh, thank you very much, Microsoft. Now, I, this um, story was of interest to me because I did buy a PlayStation Now code to activate so that my existing PlayStation Plus subscription would roll over and I'd be able to enjoy the theoretical benefits of the top tier, knowing full well that I won't take advantage of any of them. <laughs> uh, because, <laughs> as we've discussed, uh, all of the subscriptions that we are members to, including Netflix, uh, we obviously aren't taking advantage no, of, are we? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm glad that you are the one pursuing this and trying to understand these stories and navigate your way through the labyrinthine uh, path that leads to you getting some games that you'll never play. Because because it's, uh, I don't know, it just sounds like a headache to me. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how much of the story that you, uh, you just read out, I believe or not. I think there is a tendency these days to receive an email from support or something or, or and then as a... Uh, to try and interpret that as company policy when actually it could have been an F up on one support person's side, right? Them communicating some rules incorrectly, then understanding some rules incorrectly as well. Often uh, it's not about some grand uh, Machiavellian scheme on the part of a company, but just human incompetence at some level. I think more often than not, right? I'm going to try that tactic, Steve, next time I get hold of a customer service rep who... Um... Uh, where the store policy I, I I disagree with, I'll say, can you? I, I think you'll find that's incorrect. <laughs> is this? I'm going to assume that this is your incompetence. <laughs> is this your incompetence speaking? You, you just got that wrong. I don't, I don't think this is right. Um, yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I, I really don't know anything about that news story, and I have no wish to learn more. <laughs> Let's roll on. Microsoft has confirmed it has decided to change its approach to its work-in-progress device that will let players stream Xbox games to TVs. Windows Central uh, reports that the project, which is codenamed Q, 
Keystone will be a small device that can connect to any monitor or TV and use Game Pass's cloud streaming functionality without the need for a console. The device's streaming-only functionality will mean it doesn't need the powerful components presence in the Xbox Series X, Series S, or gaming PCs, so it's likely to be a significantly cheaper way to access Game Pass. However, Keystone still appears to be a way off, with a Microsoft spokesperson confirming that while it exists, the development team isn't happy with it and has been rethinking its approach. Our vision for Xbox Cloud Gaming is unwavering. Our goal is to enable play people to play the games they want on the devices they want, anywhere they want, they told Windows Central. As announced last year, we've been working on a game streaming device, codenamed Keystone, that could be connected to any TV or monitor without the need for a console. As part of any technical journey, we're constantly evaluating our efforts, reviewing our learnings and ensuring we are bringing value to our customers. We've made the decision to pivot away from the current iteration of Keystone device. We will take our learnings and refocus our efforts on a new approach that will allow us to deliver Xbox Cloud Gaming to more players around the world in future. That was VideoGamesChronicle.com, written by Chris Scullion. So, uh, the uh, Microsoft's Chromecast, or whatever, uh, won't be coming into the back of a TV any near you anytime soon. Steve, does that disappoint you? Can't they just borrow Stadia? Or just buy some? <laughs> like, I'm sure Google are trying to shift loads of them. Microsoft can just buy them, sell them out of the back of a van, rebranded as Keystone or whatever else. Um, it, it doesn't really interest me. Uh, I do think that ultimately this is going to be the future for uh, some of the world, and by some of the world I mean the part of the world that has brilliant internet connections, doesn't care about latency as much as hardcore gamers, uh, and maybe that's most people in 10 years' time. Yeah, I, what um, what surprises me about this though is that is that they've already got um, a PC app that enables you to do this. You can you can do it through a web browser. Um, you can set it up on your Steam Deck already, and I believe um, that there's nothing stopping them from doing apps on smart TVs or mm. um, sort of rolling out the, the mobile apps that they've got on your Android device. I'm not sure about Apple. I'm not that cool. Um, so you can already play these games without a dongle. I, I wonder um, what market this is addressing. Yeah, but may- maybe that's the thing. So when it says that the the team aren't happy oh. with it, it's about finding the right time more than anything else, and saying, okay, this is this is the moment where this kind of service is important. Or maybe it's realizing there will never be that time that this has been in development for you know several years. Stadia's come out, has not really gone anywhere, uh, and now they don't feel the need to put out anything to challenge it because yeah, like you say, this tech is everywhere anyway. So it remains to be seen whether that journey continues or whether it's ended. <laughs> uh, last last news story, um, which isn't a really a news story, it's speculation. Uh, but Sega has announced that it will reveal a new project in Japan next week, which may be retro-themed. A tweet on the official Japanese Sega Twitter account states, Urgent notice, live broadcast to announce Sega's new project, which will be delivered uh, from 2000 on June the 3rd. Uh, the news will be streamed in a live presentation on Sega's Japanese YouTube channel, uh, which will be uh, midnight um, for us, Steve. Okay. Uh, no, sorry, midday. Midday. Apologies on June the 3rd. Well, well, you know, we're going to have to pause our celebrations of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee and collectively turn our necks and tune into the Sega's, uh, Sega's YouTube channel. So wasn't um, there some speculation about what this was? Didn't we have a news story a few weeks ago about this, effectively about this? Uh, I don't believe it was effectively about this. What was the speculation, Steve? It's, uh, one of them was that weren't they going to make a, a crazy taxi, 100 crazy taxis on an island or something like that? Oh, uh, there were, were two. There. Was it Jet Set Radio was the other one? It was yeah. Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. There was a story these about were their, These were their big games, weren't they? Yeah. Um, this, is, this is apparently, Steve, apparently, and we'll know by the time the next show rolls around, uh, Mini Dreamcast. Oh, really? Really? Apparently. apparently. Okay. Okay. Now, that's, if you're talking about hardware devices that I am very interested in buying and never using, that is up there. Uh, so the story concludes, uh, Okunari suggested in October 2020 that Sega's next mini console could be based on the Sega Dreamcast. 
Okay, so will you be getting one of those? Assuming yep. that's what's going on, yeah? Yep, yes. How many times do you think you'll use it? Once, maybe. Once, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got the PlayStation, which I've used once, the Super Nintendo, which I have used twice now, like, in total. Uh, anything else? Uh, do I have any of the others? I don't think I have any of the others. Uh, uh, I have the... Uh, Talk to me about the Spectrum, the Commodore 64, the Amiga, all which sit underneath the TV in the shed currently. Um, yeah, but but this is interesting, right, because we are getting into territory that is quite difficult to emulate, uh, uh, certainly on the sort of handheld devices uh, I'm playing at the moment, although, of course, this wouldn't be handheld, would it? So, Is there, um, is there a Dreamcast emulator? Because I, last time I was, you know, I've got, aside from my regular F-Zero emulation, I've never really been into emulation over the last 10 years or so when i was i know like you say it was really really hard to emulate the dc yeah uh i i i think that it is quite uh difficult to emulate i think uh certainly um wouldn't be as easy as sticking a bit of plastic underneath your tv and plugging it into a USB <laughs> power lead and an hdmi stick uh what would you yeah. what would you want to emulate what what would <laughs> what would you want to bring back I uh, I have fond memories of the Dreamcast, um, and I feel I mean certainly it, it came and went too soon, right? So games like mm. Power Stone um, was lots of fun. I enjoyed the Sonic Adventures. So Power Stone, I I have no strong feelings about. Uh, Sonic Adventure is now very much available on other platforms as well. Jet Set Radio is not as good as I want it to be. Any time I play it, like Jet Set Radio Future is is the one I prefer anyway. Crazy Taxi, again, available on, for example, the PC, and I never enjoy it quite as much as I want to. Um, what else? This is the thing, like, Sega have ported most of their games now to PC. Soul Calibur? Like, people love Soul Calibur, right? Soul, mm. Soul Calibur's kind of fun. Um, well, I, get, I mean, we are ignoring them on PC, so it'd be nice to have a box to ignore <laughs> them on, be, I guess, wouldn't it? it? Just, just put all those things you're ignoring in one nice, <laughs> small, white box and, yeah, ignore it. Um, imagine though if they brought back the VMUs. Yeah, we and could it, ignore those two. <laughs> maybe they'll imagine if they brought back DC UK and Keith Stewart. Well, that has surely got to be the dream, hasn't it? <laughs> we will a know smaller uh, version, <laughs> smaller version of Keith. We will know this time next week. So see you then. That's all the news, Steve. Thanks, Simon. One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show. We've been broadcasting on Resonance since 2006, I think, which was almost enough, almost within 
breathing distance of the Dreamcast the first time around. And now they're <laughs> making miniature versions of everything that we used to talk about. And um, soon they'll while make we, miniature versions. Well, of just, no, while, while we just sit here getting bigger. <laughs> bigger yeah, tough and lockdown. bigger. Uh, we I, are a video game radio show. As I said, we are also a podcast. Uh, you can get the podcast at www.onelifeleft.com. Uh, there you can read the show notes uploaded by Phil, our under-caretaker... Uh, he'll also have included a link to the Discord where you can join us to talk about One Life Left and other stuff. Not true, Steve. Not true. Not true. How so? Phil's not around this week. <gasps> he's he's on holiday. Do you not get the holiday request form? Do you not sign those off or is it just me? We've had some problems or I've had some problems with the email this week. In fact, one of our letters was about that that we've uh, there's been some bounce back so I may have missed that it may have been me he's okay. off on a um, he's off on a canal boat he's got uh, he's got loads of my old hardware with him and he's going to drop them off behind him like Hansel and Gretel <laughs> so, so he knows how to get back <laughs> just follow the tray of Wii controllers <laughs> so how are we going to get the uh, podcast up well there's a good use of Wii there wasn't it yeah I mean. I'm not going to. You're not going to, no. We have to find someone else to do it. Okay, fine. We'll work that out, hopefully. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Good. All right. Well, Phil is usually there and we're still, you know. He's left me to do the artwork. I'm naming it this week. Are you? The Power. Do you know he almost almost, uh, named the podcast a couple of weeks ago a word that you really shouldn't name a podcast? Unless it's a very specialist podcast. <laughs> what did that word begin with? It was. I don't know what the. the I can't remember what the word was. But oh. you remember the. You remember the. Um, you remember the water incident with with my glass of water when it made that sound. That lovely sound. Yeah. Well, he came up with what he thought was a wholesome name for that sound. It turned out it was not wholesome. I don't want to know. Well, if you want to know, uh, listener, you can think about that sound. Maybe I can make that sound for you right now. No. This is good radio, Steve. Uh, Think about the sound and think about what it might be to you phonetically. Uh, Google it and then don't switch safe search off. (laughs) Is that still is safe search still a thing? I I don't know. I'm fifty, Steve. There's there is nothing I I am not too too young to see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it time for letters? It's it time, for the, time letters. for the letters. Okay, I'm heading into the Discord, Simon. You head into the inbox. And in the inbox, I see a letter from Chris Conroy. It says, Dear team, and sometime soon guest. I'd forgotten all about the classic grandstand game Astro Wars until Simon fired his up on last week's show and the musically... The music instantly tapped into some dusty memory banks. I remember playing this a lot, along with a similar racing game, possibly with a mechanical car. I've got that one in the house, actually, or, or I should say my, my my wife owns that one. I'll bring it down next time. Uh, there were lots of very cool single-use devices around then as the toy manufacturers raced to come up with new ideas and lots of timeshare gaming in the playgrounds to test them out. I was always hankering for the multi-screen Donkey Kong that classmate Mungo... Always had the best of everything, including names. Had, but never managed to get one for myself. Are there any platforms or technologies that have always just been out of reach? I've never quite been able to synchronise my seasonal interest with having the space, time and money for a good sim racing rig set up. One day, perhaps, and then we'll see Hamilton. Just you wait. Your classics <laughs> craving correspondent, Chris Conroy. Uh, Chris, I never owned uh, the Tomy uh, 3D binocular games. Really? I had one of those. What? Yeah, I wish I still did. The, Up uh, there in your castle. Yeah, racing, uh, racing one. A sort of. I, I guess that was where my F Zero love came from. Mm. Um, I never had, and always craved at the time, uh, Virtual Boy. Never True. had Virtual Boy. I never owned a Vectrex. I was going to say that too. I Sorry. saw when I moved to London, I remember my partner taking me to 
Ah, oh, no. Somewhere on the northern line. Hendon. Uh, took me to Hendon where there used to be a retro game shop and this was in about 2003 and... Um, it was a proper front of the store. There was games sorted out, and then back there was just a junk room with stuff that they, you know, didn't know what to do with. And there was a Vetrex there Ooh. for forty quid, and I thought about buying it and didn't. And that was probably my last window into getting a Vetrex. Uh, as these days, I definitely don't was, have a place for it. Was it working? Uh, don't know. It was just in a. It was in a brown box, like you know, dusty. There was just loads of junk there. Um, the uh, the thing that I, I I really want and intermittently look at is uh, is getting hold of a F zero cabinet. I know that's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's from someone who just said they haven't got room for a. Vet I know. Tax. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Like it. <laughs> I just I want one. <laughs> I just want one, and I know I couldn't buy it, but I do Google it. Like it, and like I, there was a sweet spot. I think I've told this on the radio show as well, where I almost bought a Tempest cabinet, like for when I lived in a different flat, which was slightly bigger than this, and uh, unfortunately measured it and it wouldn't fit through the door, like by an inch, and that was that. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so Tempest cabinet. I, I've never had an arcade machine. I know if I did, I wouldn't use it as much as I want to think I would. Um, but I'm still going to have one at some point, and I think I'll probably get a, a classic one. Uh, anything else? Oh, I never owned the um, the Game of Watches that had the mirror underneath that made it look, uh, which gave them more depth. Hmm. Um, Chris talks about the Donkey Kong one. I did have a Donkey Kong one, the orange one. Yeah, it was the first um, video game. First, that was the first handheld video game I ever played. I was in hospital, in Stepping Hill Hospital in Stockport in, I don't know, must have been 1983, something like that. And I remember borrowing it from the kid in the bed next to me uh, and thinking, this is the future. How right I was. And by which I mean, the future is just lying in bed feeling a bit sick. Like, <laughs> really, really what were you in hospital for at that age? I was having my appendix out. Oh, nice classic there's very little of me left i've had my appendix out i've had my tonsils out i've had my adenoids out same no there's very yeah. little of us left us when did you have those out uh i had my tonsils out when i was 10 or 11 with my and they just took the adenoids out at the same, same. time yeah uh, just might as well that's just what they did back then and then I had my appendix out in the second or third year of senior school oh so i did it the other uh, way around like yeah, appendix nice. first then tonsils and adenoids right. interesting I I didn't get to play to play another boy's Game Boy though. In fact, but there was this really annoying guy next to me. Kept coveting it though. <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right, I've got a letter here from Kazula. Uh, I recently played Doki Doki Literature Club on the Switch, and it's left a lasting impression on me. I avoided it as I thought it'd be another generic Japanese visual novel, but it subverted my expectations. Have you played it? I would love to hear your impressions. I would give it 7 out of 10. Uh, my question this week, which game is the best gateway drug to a genre? For instance, I can't get along with Sokoban games. Which game will get me hooked? Love the show, Zuba. P.S. Vampire Survivors has a clone on Android called Magic Survival, which I would highly recommend. Um, thank you for that recommendation, Zuba. I'm going nowhere near that, given that I have broken my addiction to vampire survivors, uh, and I'm not going back to that because it is a time sink. Um, yeah, Simon, what game is the best gateway drug to a genre? Well, then... Um... What's a game game genre that you love? So, i tell you what I, I would ask you about this. You like um, uh, deck builders, don't you? And I was I didn't understand deck builders. Now, you got into deck builders through actual deck builders, didn't you? I did. It's a physical board game called Dominion. Mm. Um, and that, yeah, uh, was the first time I encountered those mechanics. Um using actual cards and actual deck uh, and it uses principles that exist in everything from slaying spires to playing golf Steve <laughs> thanks for asking <laughs> in the game called Golfy which was recently released on Steam 
um, asterisks uh, that I publish. So uh, I just need to acknowledge that little so, conflict of interest. <laughs> so um, Zuber asks, uh, you know, what is the gateway drug to soccer band games? I don't know whether I can answer that because I've always been weak to them, starting with the original soccer band. Uh, and if you don't fall for that, then maybe maybe that's a problem. But I would say that the best uh, recent one, or the, the gentlest re- recent one, is the Curious Expedition, uh, which is just beautiful and simple and pleasant. And I think uh, you should really enjoy that. Or A Good Snowman is Hard to Build is another great one, which has hidden depths. And then you can build up to the uh, to things like Stephen Sausage Roll or, or any of the other brilliant ones that, that exist. Um other gateway drugs. Well, I was going to suggest, you know, I was on the subject of Vampire Survivors, if you've never fallen in love with those grindy, grindy clicker games, obviously you start with Cookie Clicker and then you realise these are games where you sink your whole life into and end up at something um, like Universal Paperclips, which is a, a brilliant, brilliant game. Um, there are genres, though, that... Are there any genres, Simon, that you want to get into and have never found a, a way in? Visual novels, um, <laughs> as uh, Zuba um, mentions. Uh, yeah, I've not played Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, I do want to, uh, and I, I know that there's something about it that yeah. I shouldn't know about. So same, um, same. I know that thing as well, and I, I, I wish I didn't. But Doki Doki Literature Club is a classic example of me finding out too late about something and therefore not wanting to play it. Because if I go onto a Steam page and it's got, you know, 15,000 likes and everyone's saying it's the great thing and you've got to play it, part of me instantly pushes back and goes, well, you've all done all of the thinking around this now. I don't get to do that. And I'll come back to it when that's all cooled down, which, you know, I've done successfully with some games um, in the past as well. Uh, but this one, I, I think I now know too much about it, unfortunately, through Osmosis. Oh, well, no, what I was saying is that I know there's something about it, but I don't know what that thing is. I've oh, really? To, yeah. Ah. I, as soon as I see any mention of it, I, um, yeah, I, my eyes go elsewhere. Okay. I must well, get on and play that. Yeah, do. Maybe I will. This week as well. Okay, cool. Uh, that's all the letters I think we've had this week. If you've got any letters you would like to write to One Life Left, and please, please, please do email team at onelifeleft.com or assuming one of us works out how to write the show notes you can go on the discord which is also linked from the one life left twitter and uh, you can stick it in the mailbag channel there i can tell you now there's literally no chance of that happening <laughs> of, of me being what, what i mean is me being able to work out how to do all that stuff let's see this week's show notes might just be a space for you to make your own notes Keep those to yourself, though, I would say. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe just set up a wiki. All right, we're back. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, London's best radio station. Uh, And we're a video game radio show. Uh, But I would encourage you to listen to everything else Resonance does as well. You will given the standard of what we do, be pleasantly surprised. Simon, do we have any other business this week? I don't think so, Steve. I, uh, from my side, been very busy uh, in the shed. As I say, I published a game last week, uh, so that was exciting and terrifying. Uh, but so far, so good. Touching wood, etc. Um, so that's been occupying my thoughts for the last, uh, well, for the last forever, actually. But it's nice to see it out there. And if you are interested in mini golf, roguelike deck building, I would urge you to check it out. Well, there's a launch discount going on. It's just launched to early access, so it's not quite finished. Lots more to come, including online multiplayer. Uh, but um, yeah, I can't stop playing it. So, <laughs> and, I, and what's worse is that there are people that have been playing it for less time than I have, who are loads better at it. Than I am. <laughs> uh, did but, you? Uh, did you? Uh, did you actually click the button, the publish button? Uh, I didn't know. Isaac, our producer, did that. Actually, I have a question about mm. this. Uh, I saw. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not clear on what my timings are. Anyway, I saw on the Steam page that it said four hours to go until release, and then suddenly it was out. It was definitely out before the four hours time. Why? Why was? How does that happen? 
Well, uh, you set a time on the Steam uh, where you expect it to launch, mm. but a game will never launch automatically. Like, it will never launch accidentally. You still have right. to push a button. Okay. Um, and the actual truth, Steve, as in many cases it's the most obvious one, is that somebody at our end had put the time in incorrectly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. Um, plans had changed in that mm. what we decided to do was to launch it live on a stream. And there was only a um, the space that we had on the main Yogscast channel was between five and eight uh, right. where we could stream it. So we had to launch then, uh, which was slightly earlier than when we set the release time months and months ago than we were expecting to. Um, and so, yes, there was a surprise launch. But, you know, everybody likes surprises, don't they? Yes, I've got another boring question, which you okay. can cut. But it's you know from uh, I, I don't know as much about Steam backend as as you do. Uh, but sometimes when you go onto Steam, you can preload a game, mm. and sometimes you can only add it to your wish list. Mm. Uh, what's the difference between those two things? Like, do you have to you have to buy it first, and you, is that something that you have to set up like pre-purchase? Is that oh, obviously it is? Yes, up, I think I think. Those are only special cases. Right. Uh, I think you I need to, so um, Valve offers a load of self-service publishing tools, uh, but pre-purchasing, I believe. Um, I mean, I, I tend not to do it. Um, but yeah, that's that's an unusual. I wonder if it's down to the size of the game and the stress it might place on the on the servers. So if you've got something like you know, uh, you, uh, what was the last thing that I I would have preloaded. Uh, I, like Elden Ring, um, right? If you've got Elden Ring in a drop, and you know suddenly, you know, five million people are going to be downloading a, a, a fifty gig file, then perhaps you want to distribute that across. But if your game is more compact, then it's not going to uh, murder their servers. Uh, maybe it's something to do with that. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Gabe, maybe Gabe could email in and let us know what the official stance is on that. Team at onelifeleft.com. Assuming our email server's working. If it doesn't, sorry, Gabe. We'll just keep speculating. All right, let's do the reviews. Simon, you say you've been playing one game this week, or there's one game you want to talk about. Oh, I want to talk about neither, really. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I start well. Uh, for reasons that will become obvious, I started playing V Rising. I was mm-hmm. excited to play V Rising. It sold a million copies in its first week. Everybody is playing. Where it. has this come from? I don't understand. Like people are just talking about it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows V Rising. I do a radio show. I've been doing it for ages. And I don't know what V Rising is. And then suddenly I had to get it because everyone else is talking about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, where where do these yeah. surprise hits come from? They it, it it tends to be that they formed a community that's been happily existing for months, if not years, elsewhere, maybe on Discord where they've been mm-hmm. doing playtests, etc. And and then you know, once once people can see other people start to play it, then they, it becomes viral. The studio itself is owned by Tencent, uh-huh. um, part owned by part owned by Tencent, um, and so there'll be a lot of nows. Publishing Nouse going on there as well, so no. yeah. Um, <laughs> that so anyway, answers was, my question effectively. So <laughs> now, now I know. Okay. It was um, it was described as a as a vampire Valheim, um, and uh, yeah, it just seemed to be getting universal love. Um, I was uh, so I've decided I I I play exclusively on Steam Deck now. Um, and when I first looked at it, um, it wasn't running on Steam Deck, but they've updated it with a couple of patches. Um, so now I, 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 I could at least load it, uh, but I found it it's, it's quite difficult to play because it requires keyboard inputs um, and I can't work out how to customise those on my Steam Deck quite yet. Uh, so I've played um, probably five or ten minutes, uh, certainly not in the way that it was intended. Um, but from reading about it, you know, it looks like it's a game that's uh, that is going down extremely well. I do like the idea of this day-night cycle that it's got, uh, where the sort of biggest thing that you need to fear really is the sun, and you can watch the way that it's casting shadows and work out, um, you know, where to where to stay in shade, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, as you make your way back to your coffin. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't been able to get to grips with it properly yet, so I'm, I feel unqualified to give it a score. Seven out of ten. Um, the other game I've been playing, uh, and I'm I'm two chapters from the end, is Final Fantasy VII Remastered. Um, spoilers for those of you that want to stay away from it. If you know nothing about Final Fantasy VII, skip over this bit. It's coming up now. 
She's still alive, Steve. <laughs> She's still alive, and we're two chapters to go. Um, it's definitely been making me hang out with her more, which though I think she's, I think that she that she might die twice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's still alive, and I find it difficult actually to take her seriously now when she's when she's uh, you know telling me about things in the future. I'm like, yeah, mm. if you knew, um, yeah, if only she knew, which I do. Uh, it's really good though, and it plays beautifully on the Steam Deck. Although you do have to sort of take the protracted way to load it up via the Epic Games Store, but still, it's brilliant i will have finished it by this time next week seven out of ten i played v rising uh very very briefly because a friend uh, invited me onto his server and i played it but it's not designed for joypads and i play i mean you literally can't play it with a joypad and i play almost almost all of my games uh in my living room on my tv and want to play with a joypad that said uh some of the other games the V Rising kind of motivate. I was like, ah, I'm not going to play this probably, but I want to find something. So I played loads of other games for a very, very short period of time. I found some games that I like and some games that I don't so much. I'll talk about some of the ones that I like. Um, now, um, I played, well, I played Gibbon, uh, the one that you recommended mm. last week. I completed it. I thought yeah. that it was, it was really nice. Like, really just a pleasant experience from beginning to end. Exactly the right size. Didn't outstay, outstay its welcome. I think I maybe didn't find it... I found it maybe 90% like the, the swinging feel. Just not quite satisfying enough. Like, it was almost there. Um, and maybe that's down to me, not it. Uh, I just didn't quite click with it. But I clicked with it enough to have a nice time. Um... And uh, yeah, completed it. Uh, and again, I like the fact that it tells you to take 24 hours off, come back tomorrow before you do it again, which I probably won't do, 7 out of 10. Um, I played Apico. Have you heard of Apico? I've not heard of Apico. Apico is a game maker game, or it's made in Game Maker. Uh, it's, um, it's about keeping bees, but it's a very, um, very standard kind of minecrafty top down uh, like game maker aesthetic uh, pixel sprites you know build punch a tree make some wood craft a table build a little house for you to live in and then the sort of systems are built around build a beehive and find this type of bee and then build this other beehive and crossbreed them and produce another type of bee and then sell your honey to the village it was really nice like really pleasant time uh, Super Wholesome, really well written. I don't know who uh, did the script for it, but it's just really smartly written, funny, eases you through into the game tutorial-wise. Um, yeah, just really, really pleasant. Um, 7 out of 10. Uh, been playing Cat Cafe Manager with my daughter, okay. where you look after cats. I think I might have mentioned this last week. Still enjoying it. Uh, it's very, very simple. Uh, simple loop of, you know, grow a cafe and, and bring in new cats. Um, but the game that I really, really wanted to talk about uh, this week is Shotgun King, The Final Checkmate. Have you heard of that? Nice. I have heard of this. Of yeah. course I have. It's a, it's a chess game. It's chess, but you've got a shotgun. Uh, <laughs> absolutely beautifully designed, smart, roguelike chess game. Uh, every loop, the board gets slightly higher. You pick a perk and you pick a thing that is a penalty as well. You move through the board, you move across the board, and <laughs> you've got a shotgun. And that's the game. Like, you've got to destroy the king. Again, brilliantly styled, brilliantly scripted, like, absolutely beautiful piece of work. Immediately made me uh, go on and look at the uh, the other game the person's made. And th that's coming out in the future as well. So I'm excited about that now as well. But uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. It is going to be one of my dip in games, I think, when I'm not sure what to play. Thoroughly recommended. 7 out of 10. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I um, I have seen that. I have had my eye on it. Um yeah, I will. I will get around to playing it. Does it work on the Steam Deck? Uh, it it is keyboard and mouse. In fact, I think all of those games that I said uh, were well, <laughs> keyboard and mouse. Unfortunately, uh, apart from Gibbon, and uh, yeah, I I wish uh, I wish it did. Um, but anyway, it's 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 great. Yeah, I will check it out. Steam sale coming up soon, Steve. I'm looking forward to that. My Steam Deck is not ready. <laughs> but there Good. We go. Um, 
Right, three day it? working week. Yeah, three day working week next week for us. Cool, plenty of time to play games. God bless the Queen. Oh yeah. Uh, well, well done. Is that what we? I, I don't know how you celebrate, Julie. I guess we'll find out this weekend. Have a good one. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>